0: hello 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 good people and happy friday you've tuned into another episode of youth development what's working and what's not i'm jackie tyra hey how are you
1: it's friday (laughs) (laughs) y'all And it is a YDWW Friday for sure. <laughs> it
0: is. It is. Was your Friday quiet?
1: You know, not quiet enough,
0: actually. Yeah. <laughs> not quiet enough. Um, but it's going. Yeah. I hear you on that. My Friday wasn't. It wasn't too quiet. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't my kind of Friday either.
1: <laughs> it wasn't. I um just came from a prom send off. Mm-hmm. My daughter wanted to go outside to the park, and I'm like, "Girl, it's forty degrees outside." You know <laughs> what?
0: Um, and then work was working, so <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like this this weather. It just it just can't get it together. It, it's like. I just think that we are going to wake up one day. Because it seems like Chicago only really has two seasons, which is which are summer and winter. Spring is kind of like, what are you doing? Because it's still cold, relatively. Mm-hmm. So I think what it's probably like, I don't know what the temperature is right now, but it is chilly. And I just think that one day, we're just going to wake up and it's going to be like 95.
1: You know, today I thought... It was going to rain. I thought it was going to snow. I didn't know what to think, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were people with, like, their winter coats on. And I think I messed around um, today. I, actually, the last two two or three days, I think I have not had on enough clothes. So I'm kind of, like, trying to um, not censor. What am I trying to, trying to monitor? Um, You know, my temperature, my internal, te- like, my bodily temperature. Uh-huh.
0: Um, because I'm like,
1: am I going to come down with something? Lord, Uh rebuke
0: it. Rebuke it. In the name of Jesus. Mm -mm, (laughs) mm -mm, Because we do not have time. Mm -mm. We do not have time. Well, we were both out last Saturday. Yes. 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 We were both out last Saturday for the youth day for the 20th Ward, which was awesome. It was cold, (laughs) but it was awesome. And Jackie. Huh? Uh -uh. How... I
1: guess oh. I should ask, or I guess I should start with thank you.
0: <laughs> Here she go, y'all. Start
1: with thank you. Um, we're getting ready to send out like handwritten thank you cards to people who participated um, as our resource vendors. But if you are listening to this, uh, because Jackie is the um, the network extraordinary networking extraordinaire, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell people a little bit yet about opportunities that were made, <laughs> connections that were made? Oh my God! So
0: <laughs> yes, so uh, our good friend uh, Erica, Erica Williams, and I we shared a table, and and it was just on really low key. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you about our little table fiasco, right? So, oh <laughs> so, okay, so, you know, we were we were supposed to share a table, right? And so uh, when I uh, text her and I asked her, you know, prior to the event, I said, hey, you know, is it cool that we share a table, this and that? Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Think So I'm thinking that implies that there is a table somewhere in the picture, right? Okay, because okay. I, I, I already stated that I didn't have one. And that's one sidebar. I think I'm going to have to do that now just to keep. I'm going to buy like a little six-foot table and like a little folding chair and just keep it in the back of my car or whatever. So now that the weather is getting better, I'm pretty sure they're going to be like a, a lot of other community events uh, to where, you know, we may be asked to be a vendor or something like that. So I'll just have it ready, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, we get there, you know, she got that a little bit. Uh, later, because I think I was one of like the first ones there because I wasn't sure about the parking situation. I said, well, let me get here because I don't want no smoke because that's over there by the hospital. Mm-hmm, I don't want no mm-hmm. smoke. So mm-hmm. <laughs> let me get over here. Let me see. Can I, you know, get somewhere and park? So thankfully, I found like a really good parking spot. So I was like, okay, cool. So uh she actually brought a young lady. She brought some youth with her. So she was uh, a little bit later than what I had arrived because she was, you know, picking up her youth. So she get there, whatever this it is. So we get up in there. Like, okay. We thinking. I'm thinking there is a table somewhere in the mix. We get there. She's like, girl, I ain't got no table. What? What do you mean you ain't got no table? <laughs> <So> <laughs> we looking at each other. <laughs> I ain't got no table. She ain't got to no table. She's like, I can run home and get one. And I was like, you know, yo okay, you know, because I guess <laughs> I guess one of the young people that she was with um didn't live for us. So he was like, well, she got a table at home. Long story short, you know, thankfully because she works um with the city colleges, you know, they were already a vendor on the inside, right? So, she got to talking to some of her colleagues up and through there, and lo and behold, there was a spare table, look at God, in the uh, corner, oh see, with some chairs. <laughs> we was like, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> we was just looking like, what you mean you ain't got no, because I was like, what you mean you ain't got no table? She's <laughs> like, girl, I ain't got no table. I was like, what you mean? I'm sorry, for our listeners, this is not what I was talking about at all. <laughs> So
1: I'm getting this with y'all. Okay?
0: <laughs> no, okay, no, but, but we, we were talking about the, the connections and all that stuff. But I, that, that, I wanted to paint that little picture. How did I not know that? I, I don't know. But, you know, but it all worked out. Right. So but she had met some of her colleagues from the so we're talking about connections. She had met some of her colleagues from the different city colleges that she didn't know. So, uh, oh, good, good, so good. see, <laughs> you know, right. So they got to doing some stuff together. So come to find out that they're actually working on some projects together. This and that, but I was like, okay, no, oh, wow. cool, that, you know, bet, bet, bet. And so also, um, uh, miss Erica told them what it is that I did and how, you know, our, youth development um, aspect of both of our programs, a project increase and we increase work and stuff like that. so we are in conversation about how we can uh, become like a conduit uh, for the city colleges to help to guide uh, more young people um you know as they begin to you know transition into adulthood and so they can learn more about you know the um the benefits of of the city colleges and stuff like that so hopefully we'll be able to do like some programming around um education or just preparation for adulthood period so that's another connection if that <laughs> answers your question
1: that's good.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I did it right.
1: <laughs> no, that, that wasn't the what, but uh yeah, as y'all can see, Jackie just got a uh, has the uh connection basket, okay? Uh oh.
0: <laughs> what is so what were you asking? I was talking about Department of Housing. Oh, child! Okay. <laughs> okay but listen i am here for it okay <laughs> okay so yeah so i had a meeting. all the people all tell the people how you get down okay <laughs> you know what I'm say all the tea right okay so i did end up meeting uh, a friend of tyra's that was with the with the department of housing and so we had a zoom meeting what's today friday so that mm-hmm. meant mm, wait a minute now let me you know because days don't be right <laughs> uh, when was that child that was yesterday we so we, yeah we had our zoom meeting yesterday and so we are working on so we're trying to do something uh by the end of june to where we want to bring some young people together to get to again talk about um transitioning into adulthood and how can housing play a part in In that so -hmm. of course you know that's where the financial literacy piece will come in and just so they know what are their options Mm -hmm. if you will in terms of how to uh secure housing how to go about doing that and to address also housing insecurity um and then also about you know because there are so many um Cause it's interesting how different terms come up, right? So you have homeless youth and unhoused youth. What the difference is, I don't know. But that's kind of <laughs> like that's kind of <laughs> like when we talked about the opportunity youth and the disconnected youth. To me, they all fall under the same umbrella. But they were t- he was explaining to me the difference how people, you know, such as the school system or whatever, defined homeless. And unhoused youth. I was like, oh. And what's the difference? So supposedly if you are considered to be homeless, meaning that you have basically you have no roof at all. Mm-hmm. So but unhoused may may mean like transitional living to where you may be staying with someone or whatever your your living Couch situation. Serving. You're right, your living situation is not stable but you're not outside. So I don't know how that, how that is treated or how that is looked upon, you know, in the eyes of these different city services.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. But I thought that was very interesting. I'm just learning all these different terms, uh, you know, having to do with a lot of community development. So I thought that was very interesting.
1: Um the interesting part about it is there um are is such a large number of unhoused youth, right? Mm-hmm. Across the city of Chicago. Because you think about and Jackie says this all the time, um our young people are often subject, how do you say it? Our young people are often subject to the decisions. Mm-hmm. And or choices or limitations, <laughs> I'm gonna throw that in there, mm-hmm. of the um, parent or guardian, right? Right. So if you think about like a, a family or a person who has a child or children, right, mm-hmm. um, and they are unhoused, meaning they're doubling up with somebody else, with another family member or friend or what have you, mm-hmm. obviously their children are unhoused as well, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, in the unfortunate, again, even more unfortunate, uh, you know, situation where somebody is homeless and living on the street, mm-hmm. right? And that child is therefore also living on the street. I don't think a lot of people... um. I'm sorry. Let me let me say this a different way. Let me speak from I, y'all.
0: <laughs> so I'm not
1: pointing fingers at nobody. It wasn't until I started working um, back in Chicago as a young adult that it started making more sense how just how many pe- uh, young people were unhoused or home and or homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number just doesn't seem to be dwindling at all. That's the scary part. Mm-hmm. You're right.
0: You're right and, and and again I think it's it's so interesting how different services can group people mm-hmm. so basically if you're unhoused you could get this whereas mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. homeless you can get that and it's like what the? oh okay so be- neither neither party if there is a distinction neither party has stable housing mm-hmm. so so the fact i i just think that that that's interesting so i just think that the fact that you can receive um different types of assistance based upon your status which which doesn't make a um a big difference because you are not in a stable situation, I just think that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It just kind of amazes me because at the end of the day, the issue is people being without homes, right, <laughs> of right. their own, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're gonna try to get to a place where people have sustained housing, right, long-term housing, quality housing, mm-hmm. which is a basic and let's wait a minute, let's let's. Oh. <laughs> Because I just feel like, yeah, supply and demand. Yeah, we stay in a very capitalist society, right? Commercialized society. Okay, cool. But housing, things like water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why do we pay for these things? You why know? do we have to pay for these? Why do we have to pay for food? Like right. right. <laughs> isn't that a basic quality, like a, a basic thing we need to live <laughs> to mm-hmm. survive? Yeah. Um. And then when, you know, people start talking about, um, you know, oh, well, get up and work or get up and do this, get up and do X, Y, Z, you know, everybody has the same opportunities. We all started from, you know, from birth with nothing. I'm just like, are you serious? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Mm, i don't know i don't know just being out here you know full-fledged in these community streets in these youth development streets i mean i'm seeing stuff that that i have never seen before um encountering philosophies that's like wow that's interesting that that's a whole y'all been doing this for this long okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) what what is the this you you know well, you know how I feel about the whole um situation where people are able to graduate not being able to read. That still mm-hmm. blows me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm still, you know, and I guess I am the one that is a novice um to where that that is a norm. It's me that that sounds so backwards because how do you put such stipulations On young people to graduate meaning like you have to have like certain gpa this this that and the third and they're still able to um be funneled through the whole system still um having major deficiencies Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. and then you think about um (laughs) i was having a conversation with somebody today and um they say yeah we want to touch on the root we want to figure out the root causes of of violence and homelessness and I'm like don't we already know like why we we gotta figure it out right but you think about like a young person who is failing you know in, in school or getting really uh you know um low grades in school or marks in school and then at the fact that they have to figure out where or that they or their family together as a unit have to figure out where they're going to sleep for the night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at a couple of data points um, for organizations that work around homelessness in mm-hmm. the city. Um, and I'm going to read a, a few of them, but from allchicago.org, mm-hmm. um, which is an organization that. Um, touches on youth homelessness oh sorry I can't talk today (laughs) I've been outside for a while um it says the youth line of work will focus on ending youth and young adult homelessness in Chicago activities include right sizing youth housing interventions and developing youth prevention as well as bridging to the uh, Illinois Department of Child and Family Services Chicago Public Schools and the juvenile justice system right so again even thinking about young people that are coming um coming out of the juvenile juvenile system right do they are they able to go back home depending on where they live sometimes they're not right um Mm if i'm not i'm not sure if this is still in place but if a person um it used to be if a person was in oh i'm sorry if a um how do i want to say if a head of household had a young person who had been engaged with the with the juvenile system or a family member who had previously been on their lease mm-hmm. um, who was uh, justice involved they could not once they were you know were um, released they could not return back to that unit right um, so that's something to think about and then the what it says here is at any given time there are approximately 1,500 youth and young adults experiencing homelessness in Chicago. Mm-hmm. On average, it takes close to six months for a unit to become available, right? And again, this is uh, this is data points from a particular sample. So I like to keep in mind that um, depending on when they publish this, right, I'm looking at a couple of dates um, from 2019, right? And then even, so that's pre-pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And if I'm reading this correctly, jumping over to the night ministry, which we know, you know, works on homelessness for people of all ages. Mm -hmm. The the first thing that it says on their page is that 16,000 young adults, ages 14, and it says young adults, but right, also again, wording, words mean things. So 14 Mm -hmm. is not a young adult, right? right? That's a teenager, that's a child barely a teenager <laughs> right um, but it says 16,000 right um not 1600 16,000 000, three zeros comma and three zeros. Mm. young adults ages 16 to 24 are on the streets of Chicago alone right wow. so then it that again that kind of jumps from the 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 or that differentiates from the homelessness right which I think night ministry is trying to um highlight versus unhoused young people.
0: hmm mm. yeah. Wow. I don't know I don't know what to about that. I'm gonna have to um um look up more of what the night ministry does. I know they they've been around for a long time. Um addressing uh youth homelessness in that regard i have a question um for you because i i know you are oh lord here so, we go <laughs> no 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 You're, i i think that you are more knowledgeable in this um area than i am um okay so i told you about my little um the said that i had this week while i was teaching right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um Okay, so just to like give like context, brief uh, context, right? Um, so I was teaching um this past Tuesday, and I have you know young children, um, third, fourth. I think my oldest is in fifth grade or whatever. And um, you know, because at first I thought you know, young people they weren't my jam. I mean, my they, you know, children they weren't my jam, right? I, I was most more so comfortable with uh, teenagers and um, young adults. So, um, so I was teaching and whatnot, and so the, uh, one of the students, you know, they were kind of like you know, being a, a little disruptive or whatnot or whatever. So, you know, they were kind of being uh, distracted, just distracting to the other students that was on their side. and So I go over to them, you know, I'm trying to, like, get them to calm down and to stop or whatever so I can finish teaching the lesson. Bust out of nowhere slams the table and talking about, um, he yells out, she said she was going to choke me, she being me. And I looked – And at first I was like, and then he started crying like uncontrollably. And I I looked, and I looked again. I'm like, well, I'm like, like, it it made me freeze. Like, this is not happening. You know, because at first Mm -hmm. I thought he was, I I thought he was, um, I didn't think he was crying for real, Mm -hmm. but he was. And I was like, this is, wow. So um, in the part of the center where we were, uh, we were in the upstairs part, but it's kind of like uh, an open loft type um, setting. And the director um, was able to hear whatever. So she called him down uh, to where, you know, she was or whatever, this and that. So, um, so I, I tried to gather, you know, the class back together or whatnot. So he was down there for a little minute. He comes back, um, you know, to rejoin the class. He comes back. And then he comes up to me, I'm teaching or whatever, so this is about to be, you know, while I'm having them, i like, doing the activity now. Mm-hmm. He comes up to me and says, I missed you. And I said, I'm looking at him like, what? You know, so I was like, oh, you know, okay, you know, so, so you're okay. And that. And it, it, I guess the part that, it, how it was just so night and day. Mm-hmm just within those matter of minutes he wasn't gone like for an hour 45 minutes or nothing like that he was maybe gone 15-20 minutes if that and and I was just, and, I'm, and I'm just like my first thought was mentally where where did you go mm, mm-hmm. where, where did you just go you know what I'm saying and um, I don't know if you saw that um, that video that I sent you on Instagram or whatever um, I mean, cause like the, the enemy really wants to start much more younger in, yeah. in, in, in taking the minds of the young people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really hitting them hard mentally and behaviorally. And so I said that I am going to, well, now that I have been um, around these children in this aspect, cause I know that they have um also, you know, um, different, you know, settings as far as like in their home and whatnot. So I I need to educate myself on, on you know like, behavioral child behavioral, um, um mental health um instances and stuff like that. So, what what is your take on, um, child to adolescent behavioral health? Because I know that a lot of of uh, people default to giving them medicine and stuff like that, that that has crazy side effects and, you know, makes the children behave one way. And then once they're off the medication, you know, they behave a completely, anyway, I sat on it to say, what are your thoughts on behavioral health with children and with adolescents and young adults? Whew. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm laughing because that is a, a huge, broad range, right? Uh, of places where we can go with that. Uh-huh. Um, and I, uh, to to put it shortly, the first thing that came to mind, um, as you were kind of sharing or re reviewing what happened, um, was one: how long has this child been experiencing this type of behavior Mm -hmm. or exhibiting this type of behavior. Uh, So I guess, I'm sorry for our listeners, my mind goes to the things that we don't necessarily know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And trying to, again, problem solve our mind, right. Um, Not to call the child the problem at all. Right. But Mm -hmm. to just to highlight and say, Hey, this is something that is causing a community distress, right? How do we solve for that? How do we, you know, is there a solution for this? Right. Mm-hmm. And again, not in any way, shape, or form that the child is the problem. But um my mind kind of goes to, ooh, can we fix this? Oh, can mm-hmm. we, you know, figure out a solution to this? And to be honest, because I am not a psychologist, I only took one psychology class y'all,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in college. Um, and the DSM, I think we're on like six or five or Well, no, we might have been on five when I was in college. So it's probably like six at this point. Um, it's something that I really feel like um, every youth development person, practitioner, worker, needs to at least kind of have their hands on their eyes on it Mm -hmm. um I do feel like even as we're you know thinking about advancing uh advancing youth development adultism courses right Mm -hmm. that is a I won't say missing component because AYD, and again, any, uh, well, I won't say any, but adultism through what I've seen in AYD trainings, advancing youth development trainings, mm-hmm. is really, uh, it's it's um, an experience that's l- not like any other professional development for youth workers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it is very much uh, a if I'd never thought about this before, AYD will make you think about this. Right. One of the ways that I'm always thinking though, is again, how can we enhance this experience, right? Mm-hmm. Not again, not to say that it's, it's broken, <laughs> wow. but how can we enhance it? How can we make it so much better? Right. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like touching on psychology of young people, right? Mm-hmm. Child psychology would help. Um, and, Again, going back to this particular young person, this particular child, the first thing I I was uh, wanting to know when you were sharing that within the group chat was how long has this behavior been exhibited, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know what I can say, Jackie. So Mm -hmm. for any, you know, young person that is experiencing um, uh, similar behavior and has a treatment plan, right, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's medicated, my question is, or my question as a parent, my question as a um, educator, my question as, again, a, a, a person who um, cares, right, and has a ethic of care for young people would be, well, how long are we expected for this young person to be on this treatment, right, mm-hmm. as I would any adult.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um, and I think um, my and I'm sorry. Is and, and again, I'm trying to be very wary of what I say. Um, but as we think about ways to arm parents through this conversation, if your child is experiencing something similar to what Jackie has described, and the doctor is issuing or you know diagnosing and then issuing a, a prescription, I would hope you're going back to research that medication, right? Mm-hmm. I would hope you're going back and doing your due diligence to ask all of the questions, any question, right, that you have about that medication and that particular treatment plan. plan. Because one of the things that I hear all the time with adults who are experiencing um again mental distress or whatever it is because we live in a society that you know is very pressured competitive and you know the likes right mm-hmm. um one of the things that i hear come up with adults is um that it's a trial Right. Or that it's, you know, I I had to get on or they prescribed me this particular medication. It made me I had these particular side effects or it made me feel this way. And I felt like it wasn't working or I felt like it was working. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we don't. And again, having not been a a medical doctor, right. Um, one of the things I would I would be really concerned about with a child is how are we arming that child? How are we advocating for that child, but also how are we arming that child with the right tools and the right language to s- share back their experience? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm a- as an adult, I'm taking X Y Z medicine to aid right mm-hmm. and to help with my psychological and mental emotional well being. I might not even, as an adult, have the language, right? And but we're ex- again, we're expecting children to be able to, and a lot of times, and that's why I was really trying to be very um, cautious with my words. A lot of times, people think that we're supposed to fix children, right? Right. <laughs> um. So if I give, you know, Jackie, uh, baby Jackie. Mm-hmm. this medication that's supposed to fix the behavior that I do not want to see anymore right mm. but I'm again as as a person who advocates for young people what is the child experiencing
0: right and I don't think we have that conversation enough mm. yeah it's so interesting because I mean you want to Uh, try to um, combat and try to address, you know, um, any type of instability, you know, while they are young. So that once they um, get older, um, because, you know, by the time that they... Becomes like junior and seniors, or whatever, if that particular um, behavior is not addressed, you know, um, it had more time to fester. It had more time mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, to take root. Um, it's, you know, because when well, you're talking about somebody that's seven years old. So you're talking about from seven to, you know, you're about to graduate. So what, you're 17. So that that thing had 10 years to take root. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I just can't even imagine. So that's why I am trying to educate myself um, more and more on um, uh, child, um, adolescent, you know, teen, young adult behavioral health. And and I have a friend of mine um, that is a school psychologist. And so we're going to be doing some stuff this summer she's going to um help me and, you know and educate me more on um in that regard we we plan on doing like collaborating on doing some things this summer but i definitely want to um become more versed in this area because i mean i'm just like i mean cuz you've seen very angry adults mhm mhm <laughs> right So, and, you know, you would think that by the time you are, you know, in your late 20s, you hit your 30s, you know, your 40s or whatever, even if you get upset, you know how to regulate, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Right. You know how to Mm -hmm. govern um your emotions to where you know cuz even though you know you, you get you know that mindset of i'm gonna be me and i'm gonna do me you not gonna talk to me right you still know that in the back of your mind that you still can't say and do everything that you want to do without there being some sort of ramifications, right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So you kind of like have that in the back of your mind, you know, while you are, you know, expressing yourself and you letting people know it, da-da-da-da-da. You know how to reel that in, though, right? But when you're seven... You don't have that capability.
1: Mm Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Let me go ahead. and Finish. <laughs> no,
0: no. Where, no. Where you going to? Say, you know, where you going to well,
1: challenge
0: that? You think um.
1: So? so I think seven is an age where it can already have it, it can already have been established, right? So and i and you you were very poignant to say you know the devil wants to take absolutely. take hold right absolutely um but i want us to again think um hol- more holistically right um i'm seven somebody is responsible for me yes right um uh 12 somebody mm-hmm. should still be responsible for me right yes whether it is the family that I was born into, a foster family, uh, you know what I'm saying, or a a, a um what am I trying to say? A friend, uh, not a friend of a family, or a, a family member, right? If mm-hmm. it's not my bio, quote unquote, biological parents, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody is responsible for you until you 18, at the very least, right? Yep. Um. So I do really feel like. Um, and I, I, feel like I can say this cause I've, uh, you and I, right. Have seen enough children and teenagers, right. Yeah. To be able to say, mm, wait a minute. Oh, right. Or to be able to say, mm, you know what? This child only does this at school, talking mm-hmm. to a parent, right. What's going on at school that mm. nobody is picking up on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about at work, right? The reason why our pools are closed or work closed, you know, mm-hmm. um, at a lot of our park districts. If y'all don't, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you don't know what I'm talking about, Google. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in my heart of hearts, I truly believe that Again, Jackie says, "I says this all. I say this all the time. More than yeah. one thing can be true, right?" Yep, yep. Um, the, and I've seen young people who, when they're around their parents, sweet as pie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've seen young people when they get in front of their parents, it's like, "Oh my God, that's how you act. You don't act like that with us. What you doing? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying?" So, um, I think the thing that I would kind of add on again, not Uh, completely disagreeing with what you're saying, because, yes, more than one thing can be true at a time. Um, But to add on to what you're saying, I honestly believe there are a lot of people who are not paying attention Mm. when young people behave in a certain way. I feel like there are not enough people who are asking the right questions, right? And that's not to say that every young person... Who acts out has been inappropriately touched. That's not what I'm leading with, right? Okay. But we know that that is the case sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be other things. Maybe that child just misses a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that child has seen some things, like with their visually seen some things with their eyes that children should not have laid their eyes on, right? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to process well, what is this? Is this how society works, right? Is is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this what I'm how I'm supposed to show up in society? Because now I've seen this thing, right? Um, whether it was violence, whether it was, uh, again, sexual abuse, right? Or something, anything that a child that we would not uh, deem appropriate for a child, right? Mm-hmm. There could be a number of things. But also on the other end of that is I'm thinking about that parent that worked night shifts, right? Mm -hmm. Or that parent that, uh, and for the life of me, um, I've been really thinking about around this time last year, um, there was a neighbor of mine. And I say neighbor because they lived on the same, they lived on the same block, lived past tense on the same block as me. And, um, it just so happened that myself and, um, my niece, uh, who's at the time was just turning, had just turned 20 and, you know, we were up doing, we were up late. It was a weekend. Um, she was doing my daughter's hair and excuse me, we ended up opening my back door and just flames everywhere, right? I could see across the alley um, in this particular person's home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on, right? It's uh, people, not really people outside, because this is so late at in the in the nighttime. It was really, like, after 12 o'clock. It had to have been, like, 1 or 2 a.m., right? Because mm-hmm. my daughter got a, a lot of hair. <laughs> she got me mm-hmm. like a mama and a lot of hair, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, As we were looking at this, right, I was trying to, um, you know, see if my neighbor upstairs was going to come outside, right? Where I was trying to see if people were, you know, going to gather and see what was happening. Um, I ended up finding out a couple days later that that particular family, um, the mother had, was like a third shift or like a night shift worker somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the, oldest son I want to say was 11 if my memory is correct right and he was the person who was in charge at home while his mom was at work right during the night time he was in charge he was the person the oldest person in the house and there was a three-year-old in the house now the three-year-old unfortunately passed due mm-hmm. to smoke inhalation right mm-hmm. I often think about man one, me having to tell that to my daughter, right? But then, two, um, where is that child, that eleven-year-old, right? How is that eleven-year-old doing? Yeah. These are neighbor. I say neighbors because they stayed on my block, but also I did not know this family, right? Okay. Um, and just again, the thought of that type of trauma, I'm inside. It. Just think about it visually, right? Mm-hmm. I'm eleven years old. I'm hungry. I'm trying to fix myself something to eat. It's late at night. Who knows what could what happened, right? Um mm-hmm. I'm sure if I was, you know, if i I cared more enough about the details, I could Google search it, right? Mm-hmm. But in the back of my head, the thing that's really troubling is, again, what happened to emotionally, mentally, spiritually to this child that mm-hmm. has that needed something to eat. Mom couldn't make it for him, right? Um, because she was out trying to make a living, <laughs> right? Keep a roof over their head. All of the things that we know are basic needs, right? And mm-hmm. we need, again, need money for, why we got to pay for food, why we got to pay for housing, all of those things that we mentioned before. But I'm a 11-year-old. Some people would say, oh, I should know how to use a stove, right? But it's mm-hmm. also one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. right? I could be distracted. Um, I could be sleepy, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I could be trying to also make sure that the three-year-old is asleep and well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a ple- Like just a number of things could be happening in that type of situation, right? But then to mm-hmm. on top of that, and also I'm saying this because I was what they call a latchkey child, right? I don't even know if they use that term anymore, but I was the child who at eight, um uh, my, my brother was born when I was turning eight right so I was a child who at eight nine ten had to take care of a three-year-old mm-hmm. right had to take care of a two-year-old um and my mom for again choices of her own was not around at that time mm-hmm. um so i'm I'm sharing these details I'm sharing this visualization for people who just it might not make sense. Right. Or how this could happen, how something like this could happen, because we always say like, oh, well, such and such happened. And people are like, well, how could that happen? Right. Or, you know, where was the parent child, please?
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> you know, so I'm an 11 year old. I'm trying to take care of a three year old, even if the three year old is asleep. Hey, I'm hungry. Right. And mm-hmm. one person could say, oh, well, 11 year old should know how. So who knows what happened? Right. But at the end of the day, a life is lost. And a child also had to has to process how that life was lost. There could be some feelings of guilt, right, of self hate, and even thinking. And you know, I'm not saying that I'm hoping that this is the case, but there could also be some feelings of depression, right? How do I wrap my mind at 11 around the fact that my younger sister is gone because of? choices that my mom had to make and because of a choice that I, like, it could be a split decision, you know, um, choice that I had to make because I'm hungry. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's something uh, as far as how to um, navigate that whole space having to do with how to best um, serve your child in whatever it is that they need, you know, as far as like their emotional state, their mental state and stuff like that. Of course, because of course, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, That don't mean that it needs to be voiced, (laughs) you know, but everybody's going to have their, um, their opinion about what to do, what, you know, and all that stuff. But I mean, it, it it really has been on my heart and on my mind to again educate myself more on um because I, I, I don't know what conclusion to draw. So I think that um um that has to come from from me taking the time to educate myself more on this issue. I've um have saved like a few, you know, YouTube videos on on child behavioral health and stuff like that. And I want to, you know, take like some, um, professional development, you know, maybe CE classes or whatever, you know, uh, just to increase my awareness mm-hmm. about it. So, I mean, cause I have no, I, I want to say that I, ha- I can't really formulate, um, an opinion, um either way because I don't have sufficient knowledge in this area all I know is what I have experienced just this week and so mm-hmm. I'm just like okay God <laughs> you know I, I'm like out here you know because I'm like because before I, I want to say that I was kind of like playing around with Project Increase right um, um, What's that the- mean? You know what I'm saying? Meaning like you know, not really giving my all to it, um, and stuff like that. So not really, I want to say like taking serious um, what the assignment that God has for me in community and youth development. So that's why I say I was kind of like playing around with Project Increase, but now that I am like. You know, deep in it, like really seeing the needs of the community out here, especially having to do with youth. I'm just like, God, you know, I'm just trying to, because this, because this thing, you talking about this thing keeps you on your face. Like, God, you talking about, you know, you need some, some wisdom, some, because okay. I'm, I'm like, look, I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't seen, you know, this type of, you know, challenge before in this regard. You know, I've i kind of like maybe seen it from afar, but not to where I had to do something about it. I'm like, mm-mm. So, <laughs> you know, and I know this is not something that I want to back up from. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, God, I'm willing to um take the challenge. I'm something. willing to, uh, because apparently, you know, it's it's this is some work that you're going to hold me accountable for. So um yeah, so that's that's my approach um in this whole thing. Um, I and I and I'm praying more and more about because I'm just because you know how you know how I was I used to say all the time and that's something I still do. God, I ain't nobody mama now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't I ain't nobody mama. So why won't you get these kids out of my spirit? Why won't you get these kids out my man? You know what I'm saying? Get this assignment to somebody else. And he just like, you know, well, yeah, Jack. Um, Yeah, no. So since he won't take it away and I've been trying to negotiate, you know. Okay, God, can't you give me something else to do? You know? <laughs> That's you can't funny. give me that. You, can't no, give me that you know what I'm saying. You know I like be trying to negotiate with God. like, okay, guy, you know what I'm saying. You can't give me nothing else to do. <laughs> like, yeah, no, bro. I, I need what? you to t- take care of that for me. Well, I got a question. So Uh-oh.
1: I got a question, and then I got some statistics too. Uh-huh. Um, my question might take a little bit longer. So should I give the the statistics
0: I, first? I just, it doesn't
1: matter. Okay. So looking at center, um for Disease Control, Um, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, right? Again, even very weighted with the name, right? Um, To be able to control means something, right? So kind of take this with with however you want to take it, given the situation that you are in, if you are a parent or a youth worker. Mm -hmm. Um, But it says that millions of U.S. children have been diagnosed with ADHD, The number estimated, excuse me, the estimated number of children aged three to 17 years ever diagnosed with ADHD, according to a national survey of parents. Again, a grouping of people who actually had to respond, right? And who had access to the survey, right? And had the knowledge to be able to know what ADHD is, or again, whatever number of, um, uh, I hate to say disorder, but for lack of word and for timing disorders, right? Behavioral disorders, mental disorders. Um, people who were able to respond and had access were given the choice, <laughs> right? To respond. Mm-hmm. That the number of parents, uh, I'm sorry, according to the national survey of those parents is 6 million. Mm. So children aged three to 17 years old Ever diagnosed in the history of the United States during that time from 2016 to th- 2019 was 6.6 6 million. That's nine, well, that's technically 10% of all the children in the United States. Right. Um, and the exact percentage was 9.8 and it says it, then it breaks down like three to five year olds, six to 11 year olds, and then 12 to 17 year olds. Right. Mm-hmm. And it says that boys at 13% are more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD than girls, right at 6%. Then it breaks it down even further by racial demographic. Right. I'm not going to get into that because we already know. Yeah. Um, for y'all already know how Tyra feels about it. (laughs) If you've been listening to us and you're a long-term listener, shout out to y'all. Um, but if you just get in here, um, you know, hello, (laughs) but it goes on to say, um, that the number of us children, um, diagnosed with ADHD has changed over time, you know, obviously right. As more parents are armed with, um, these definitions and, um, you know, concepts and then it goes on to say, according to a national 2016 parent survey, and based on the notations, it's probably the same survey six in 10 children with ADHD had at least one other mental, emotional, or behavioral disorder. Mm. About half of the children with ADHD had a behavior or conduct problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And about three in ten children with ADHD also had anxiety. Other conditions affecting children with ADHD were depression, autism spectrum disorder, and Tourette syndrome. Um, with Tourette's syndrome being the lowest percentage. <sighs> so I would say all that to say, as we're you know talking about um, this in- this incident that happened with Jackie, right? As we're talking about being a parent who if you're not out if you're not knowledgeable knowing the right at least knowing the right questions to ask right my question to you is one how did you handle the situation Jackie but then also can you paint for for somebody who again says hey i don't have kids right how did it feel as again youth worker youth practitioner for you to have to have that experience and also not have to go home to a child, if that makes
0: sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time um, that the incident happened, you know, it I, I was shocked. Because at first I thought, um, um, I didn't really realize that he was angry, um, you know, when he slammed the desk. And when he started, he just started crying. And because at first I thought, you know, he got to be playing or or he wasn't serious because nothing serious happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody was doing anything to him. You know, he was over there, you know, playing with another student, whatever, being disruptive over there to the, to the group that he was with. So I'm like, you know in my mind it said like nobody is doing anything to you mm-hmm. so I guess that's how I tried to rationalize it and so then when I go over there and try to correct the situation you know like tell him like you know like to you know uh, be quiet you know pay attention whatever this or whatever and then to get that reaction it was like what the wow and then you know say so it took me a, it, it you know took a second I was like no he mad for real I was like, "Wow, you know what I'm saying," and so then when um, you know when the director called him, you know, out of the class, and for him to come back up to be like a completely different little boy, I was like, "Okay, what's what what's going on here?" You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That 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 that's how I felt. At that time, I'm like, what the world is going on here? So, uh, because I know that everything is like super sensitive now, um, as far as like, you know, any little thing uh, could get an educator in trouble. So, you gotta like watch your words. You definitely can't touch nobody, whatever this net, you gotta watch your tone. Whatever you know, because there are cameras everywhere, so you you have to be like really cognizant, even when you're trying to correct or reprimand, so that nobody can say that you um, um, initiated, instigated, that you you know brought harm. So I can see now that I am in it. How difficult, um, a time educators have had in terms of how they, you know, that you're trying to do your job, which is to educate, and then once you have um, a student that is, you know, trying to hinder that, that you know, that education, you know, uh, for the students around him and prohibit you from doing your job, how they have more leverage more rights if you will as of now you know what i'm saying so you have to um even try to check yourself as an adult right because you thinking you know this is a child so you're trying to correct a child as an adult but you still have to be cognizant of what you're saying, how you're saying it, you know, make sure that your tone is right. It's a lot. It's a lot. Right. I hope I, I hope I'm answering the question, but uh, that was what I did at the time. And I'm sorry. What what was the other part of your question? Um, How did it make you feel as somebody who didn't have to come home to a child? Um, I mean <laughs> uh the fact that I'd have to come home and deal with that um um honestly relief uh because I, I i don't know what if i were i have no idea what my response would be if my child did that and they then they weren't doing that at home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. because how could I justify that if I if, I, if I'm if i not aware or I've never seen them behave in that manner and to, I don't know if that was like the first time whatever so I, I have no idea but I don't know what my reaction would be if um, I got a call saying that my child exploded in a class to where they did not exhibit that behavior at home
1: Mm. It's so interesting because, um, you know, we, we are advancing youth development at all yes. ages of youth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, experience. We are trained in adultism. And the reason I asked that is for a, a number of reasons. Right. And I know y'all for our listeners, we're going to wrap this thing up, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, because you said uh, a couple things, right? That you didn't know where the where the behavior can't stem from, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for the child to come back and be like a completely different child. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give a little bit of an anecdote. So there was a time where um, Samia's teacher mentioned not similar behavior but the the shaking of the desk right i don't know if y'all are y'all watch reality tv but um one one example (laughs) that comes to mind uh that will never that lives rent-free in my head is k michelle and i can't even remember the other person um i think it was cardi red or whatever her name was right and they were at a table two black women and they had gotten into this heated argument and Cardi Red like started shaking the table at K Michelle. And K Michelle is looking at her and she's just laughing her face off, right? Oh, you shaking tables, right? Mm. So, and it was like a defensive response wrapped in wrapped in laughter, right? Laughed in uh, the audacity of this person, right? <laughs> so sometimes like I hear children doing similar things and I'm like, mm, where did I get this from?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um, but I also recognize that, um, you know, behavior is also hat or root causes of behavior can stem from many things. Right. So when I'm looking up, like what are mo- mental triggers, what are emotional triggers? The list is long. OK, it's, mm-hmm. it's there are many different lists. Right. Um, that come up. And each of them are long, right? Mm -hmm. But just to name a few, um, this says uh, holiday or anniversary, right? If we're thinking about grief, Mm -hmm. Um, certain sounds, sight, and smells, right? Or taste can be related to trauma, loud voices or yelling, right? Arguments, obviously, being alone, getting rejected, being ridiculed or judged. Mm -hmm. And then there's an actual list that says how do I identify my triggers right Mm -hmm. so if you're a young person listening to this or if you have a brother or sister or a, a child at home you're a parent or guardian you need to be asking your child some of these questions right and I like this list because actually it's arming me with how I talk how I am going to continue to talk to my daughter, right? Because mm-hmm. um the teacher mentioned something about this and this was months ago, but mentioned something about like my child exhibiting behavior that I know doggone well. She ain't never did that at home, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I was like, where is this coming from? Right. And my question always to her is not just why did you do this, but what were you feeling when you did mm-hmm. this? Right. What was going on around you? What happened right before
0: you? Mm-hmm. This, That's
1: right? Um, because I know being in a classroom of 26 to 30 babies, right? Um, 26 to 30 teenagers at various points in my career, right? There would never be a time where I could have eyes on each and every one of them, mm-hmm. given where they were sitting in the room in terms of distance from me. Given um dare I say how sneaky they were. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How mischievous, not how mischievous they may have been, right? Or again, just given just their just their personality, if they have like a very kind of internal um not loner, but uh uh a, the type of personality that is not always on 10, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there are there are a number of questions that when the teacher said that to me and we're standing outside it's dismissal. Right. And I'm probably and I was probably on the phone, you know, at a zoom that I had on a zoom that I had to like, you know, put on mute or something like that. And she's describing behavior to me that I have never seen from my child at home. Right. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the question becomes, well, is there anything you need to share with your teacher? Right, mm-hmm. do you feel comfortable sharing anything else? Now's your time to talk, right? Now's mm-hmm. your time to get it off your chest, right? And I have the type of child that she's not gonna say it in front of her teacher because I've also trained her to think of the teacher as, and I'm sorry, not because I think in dual trying to get many things to happen at once when my daughter is not around me and being an advocate for herself, right? I also have to recognize wait a minute I've trained her to make sure that she is respectful, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've trained her to also try to make sure that she's speaking up for herself. Right. Um but there are times where because she is young, right? Because she is 8, only 8, where she doesn't have the the uh she she recognizes that if I say this, I'm going to say this in the wrong way and I'm going to get in trouble or I might get in trouble. Right. OK. So we're in that kind of space where we're balancing between or we're balancing a very thin line of. Wait a minute. My mama just said I could say what I wanted to say. Right. Right. So I recognize I'm still frustrated. I'm still mad. Or dare I say, at eight years old, she's probably still pissed off about whatever happened. <laughs> right. Right. Um. And just thankfully she's that child that she like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not going to say this because I don't have the right tools to say it in the way I wanted to say it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at this list and I'm sorry, y'all I'm looking at this list and here are the questions, right. That you want to ask yourself if you feel like you need to identify triggers, right. It says, um, recognize when you might be triggered. One, notice how you feel. Mm -hmm. Two, it's, it's, it's not a question, I'm going to frame it as a question, but it says, is something bothering you? Mm-hmm. That's a question I ask her all the time, right? In terms of, hey, Samia, how was your day? Or even if her behavior is, and this is a, a very, another thing that I need to share. If I notice that her behavior or her attitude with me is off, right? I don't just say, you know, you need to check your attitude. I say, hey, What's going on? What happened at school? Because I noticed you're acting different than you normally would when you come home. So did something happen at school that you want to make me aware of, that you want to mm-hmm. share with me, right? Because you normally don't act like this, right? So giving her the tools to be able to actually think and reflect, right, on things that have happened either in recent past, right, i.e. I. a few <laughs> hours ago, right, if I'm just picking her up from school, Or, um, you know, earlier that day, if I'm picking her up the second time from from my family's house. Right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it says check your feelings, memorize your reaction, take Mm -hmm. a break. That's a big one. Right. Yeah. Understand the feelings. That's so important. Right. Because a lot of times we go through our day, you know, and something, someone says something to us and I'm, I'm, as an adult, I'm even dealing with this, right? Somebody said something to me the other day and I didn't recognize that it, uh, it messed with my, that it messed with my attitude until the next day. Mm. Right. And I had to really like be reflective to and, you know, think about all of the experiences that led me up to that one person saying that thing for me to be like, mm, you know what, this is why I feel this way because it ain't fair. Or this is why I feel this way because, you know what, I do X, Y, Z and this person shouldn't have said in the audacity. Right. Right. And having to have that conversation with myself. Right. And a lot of times we don't allow young people, we don't allow children the space and time to do that.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: that's good. Um, and it's, the list goes on, right? And I, I have since, oh, here it is. Notice how you feel, check your feelings, um, memorize your reaction, take a break, understand the feelings, and then it goes on to say, work with a professional. Obviously, this is for a, an adult, right? Um, And take care of yourself.
0: hmm
1: So I just kind of share that because, again, as, as somebody who... I have a coworker who says, Hey, I don't have the emotional intelligence that Tyra has. And she right. says that I just kind of laugh. Like I laugh within myself because it took a long time for me to get to this place. Mm. And then I have another coworker who just Wednesday downtown at city count Cal- at city hall. I had to tell him, Hey, you know what? I don't really want to talk about this. Cause I don't want it to seem like I'm talking sugar, honey, iced tea <laughs> about this situation. Right? right. And he was like, Hmm. That's really cool of you that you, you know, take it in, take it within yourself to stop yourself from doing that. And I had to say, no, honey, it took a long time for me to get (laughs) a long time for me to get to this place. Right. You're getting the, the, the more advanced version of Tyra Mm -hmm. says, I am not the same person I was five years ago. Right. Oh my. Um, There's some growth. Right. But uh, again, a lot of times we, even as adults, we don't take that time. And unfortunately, There are a lot of adults who don't know that they need to take that time, who don't know that, you know, what their triggers are. And then they sometimes unintentionally trigger youth, right? Or again, whether they triggered the young person or not, don't allow that young person the time and the space to figure out their own emotions and why they have been triggered
0: in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. I see. Yeah. And I definitely, you know, I don't have that level of emotional intelligence either. So I definitely concur. (laughs) I definitely concur with uh, your coworker in that regard. So, yeah, uh, this, wow, this is Youth Development, What's Working and What's Not, Um, a safe space for youth advocates to share their strategies and challenges to supporting youth. Um, I'm Jackie and that is Tyra. Hmm. Do you have an encouraging word? mm
1: you know, is it for young people or is it for youth
0: practitioners? It doesn't matter at this <laughs> point. <laughs> we all need it. <laughs> Give me a second, Jackie. <laughs> okay um I would say also for those that are well, my I guess mine would then be for um the youth practitioner, the educator or, or what have you. Um, it's okay to not know mm. what what to do. It, I I think it's okay. Uh, but I do think that while you are in a space of I don't know, um, uh, that is a time for you to become more um educated about what it is that you have now experienced, now seen to say okay. Now I can have um, more context around this situation uh, now that I have been made aware of it. Because again, I've seen this situation from afar. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced it personally. And so now that I have, it has prompted me uh, to become much more educated on this issue so that I can be of a better assistance to the youth that I am now serving.
1: Mm. That's good. <sighs> um okay, mine's is I think mine's is for both. Mm-hmm. Um I've been uh really wrestling and with um last year especially um, but this year, I, like Jackie said, uh, trying to live this thing out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that God has given me. Um, last year, well, every year I come up with a theme for, for the year, and for those of y'all that know, like last year was uh, my year of immense joy, right? I wanted to experience immense joy, and of course, <laughs> that was very busy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um one thing that I'm seeing uh, again this year is that with this particular theme, my new theme, well not new, because it's um May so, or it's June. We're almost six months in. Um, my theme for the year is build the temple. Okay. Mm. Um and uh the the um how do I don't wanna say the scripture or the verse. Um, that I've really been wrestling with even this week, right. And, and being reminded, um, that I need to be building the temple, not only just, you know, my, my physical house, but my body, right. Mm -hmm. And and how I exit my house and, you know, the, the temple can mean many things, right. Mm -hmm. Um, spiritually, but this particular scripture has been really resting on my spirit this week because, um, you know, I was busy, busy, busy with work this week, right? One particular day um, after being busy with work all week, this woman runs into my car, y'all. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I could, like, I could still visualize it, like, happening in slow motion. And it happened in slow motion almost, right? And this woman hits my car and... um it's poignant because or it's uh just one of those things that I have to like really had to really rely on the fact that wait a minute don't react the way you could react right Mm -hmm. because what she what she did when she got out of the car was come and touch my car and she was feeling the car and I thought immediately what (laughs) what is she doing right as I got out of the car I said you didn't even have your light on because she was trying to turn left in front of me. And just thankfully, right, we both were able to walk away. That's the most important thing, right? Right. We were both able to walk away. Even better, both of our cars, you know, just minimal scratches, right? Okay. Um, But the thing that, like, really made me mad was that less than a year ago, somebody else hit me on the same side. And the thing that made me madder was when I got out of the car, I said, you didn't have your signal on. She said, well, I didn't even see you. Even more reason for me to be pissed in that moment, Mm -hmm. right? Because how did you not see me? I'm on the street, a well-lit street. There are all these other people around. Like, you either fell asleep for a moment or you legally blind. (laughs) Right, right. Right? Um, And I share all that and say all that because... As I'm thinking through building the temple, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, you know, physical wellness and all that means. Right. Um, there's a scripture. Uh, and of course, my Bible app is acting janky. But I want to say it's First Corinthians 16 and three somewhere in there. Um, do you not know that you are the living, breathing? And again, this is Tyra's translation, <laughs> mm. Living, breathing temple of god mm. right in other versions it literally it quite literally says um that god's spirit dwells within us
0: yes Right.
1: so if you're listening to this and you're a young person or you're a youth practitioner you're a parent and you're having emotional distress you have to rem- remember that there is holiness inside of you right that there is a divine spirit working inside of you. So no matter what is right in front of your face, the way you react, right, has to stem and the way you think about, the way you think before you react even has to stem from something higher than yourself. Mm. Um e- even as a parent, right, the way you react to your child has to be with such intention right and such remembrance that you are able to recall that you know what that's not my child that's god's child and i have to act as such mm-hmm. um so i just wanted to lay that there <laughs> for people to think about because a lot of times we're we're walking around and we are you know holding in things mm-hmm. and we let them out on the wrong person
0: that's mm-hmm. that's good, that's good. That's good. Listen, you always be dropping the, the best encouraging words at the end. <laughs> Jackie. That was good. Listen. Y'all don't be sleep on y'all be sleep on, on Tyra's knowledge now. But man, uh, this has been a very healthy conversation. Uh, so um we'll be back hopefully next week. On somebody platform. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> oh, we will. We'll be on somebody platform. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, but but this was good because we didn't even plan this conversation. So normally we we kind of like uh try to brainstorm you know topics or whatever. But lately they've been like super organic. So. Um, but yeah Um, so we hope you all have an awesome weekend I think it's still both supposed to be cold tomorrow but it's Memorial weekend so y'all it is Memorial Day weekend so everybody you know enjoy be safe and all those different things you know eat some barbecue and have fun we'll (laughs) catch y'all bye bye